Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson. Welcome to another episode of Cosmopolitan.com's Happy Hour podcast. I am your host, Elisa Benson, and today we are talking about one of my favorite, favorite, favorite TV shows of all time. I love it so much that I'm dedicating an entire episode of this podcast to Pretty Little Liars. Don't know if you guys thought that's what I was miss, what I was going to say, but it is. So I am joined in the Cosmopolitan.com Unicorner by Cosmopolitan.com Entertainment Editor Eliza Thompson, who is Cosmo's resident PLL expert and a former Jeopardy contestant, which I literally <laughs> mention Eliza every time you're here, right? Every time. Every time. Every time. Um, I don't know why it's not in your Twitter bio. And also in the room with me is 17.com social media editor Ariel Naji, who has been covering PLL. How many articles do you think you've written about PLL? I don't know. Like, f- to be honest, like 50, like, more, 100, 50, a million, I don't know. 50, 100, a million, somewhere in that range. And you also live tweet the show every week for yes. 17. Yes. Um, so I have a million questions about that because in some ways I think even though one of the legacies of the show is that it – has such a huge sort of social media component. I also think it's a really hard show to live tweet since people get murdered like every episode. (laughs) So we'll talk more about that later. But um, I think to start with, um, Eliza, I'm going to put you on the spot. How would you describe the show to someone who has never seen it before? In case any any viewers that don't know anything about Pretty Little Liars have not already died off from this podcast. Well... I have a friend who describes Pretty Little Liars as Twin Peaks, which I think is really funny, but you don't, that makes no sense if you don't know what Twin Peaks is. Right. Um, I guess it's like a teen mystery show. Okay, perfect. Which I just don't think there are a lot of those. Right. And I think, you know, when I was preparing to like talk about this episode, one of the things that I was pulling up was sort of the articles of the initial reaction to the show when it debuted. And, um, it was something, oh gosh, now I'm totally blanking on this, but like Entertainment Weekly, who originally sort of came out not really in favor of the show, which I think is a bit of the story with Pretty Little Liars. I think it was sort of written off initially as being a teen, sort of like whatever campy teen show and has actually grown more mainstream in popularity in some cases. I don't know if you guys agree with that. But um, they basically said it was sort of like this like dark murder mystery meets Gossip Girl, which is true. So true. A bit of that, like, glamour. Yeah. Gossip Girl glamour. So um, a bit of history here. The show premiered in June 2010 on Freeform, then ABC <laughs> Family. <laughs> Just had to get in, in there. Um, and so the first 10 episodes were so successful that they ordered 12 more to complete the first season um, and essentially decided that people love this so much that we are going to extend the series beyond the sort of premise of the books. Um because, of course, it was based on a book series. So at this point in time, we've just premiered the second half of the sixth season. We know there's going to be a seventh season. 
we don't really know if there's going to be an eighth season because there's like weirdly been a lot of confusion. Some people saying the eighth season will happen. Some people saying it won't. But the one thing that we do know is that Pretty Little Liars is a phenomenon. You know, I think it has not only made the cast members into stars, but really changed the way we measure the impact of TV in terms of, you know, I think it was in 2013 when Nielsen that rates TV shows actually said that they were going to start measuring the success of a TV show based on how many people are tweeting about it. And Pretty Little Liars was always at the top of the list, one of the most tweeted about shows on television. Um, I just looked for last week. Last week, it was the fifth most tweeted show of the week. And that was literally after like both the Republican and Democratic debates, the Critics' Choice Awards, The Bachelor, and then like Pretty Little Liars. I mean, that's literally the company is in, it's in is like a political debate and the Critics' Choice Awards. So I think, um, you know, one of the things, the th- basically the three things that we want to talk about on the podcast today are sort of why the sh- show was so successful um, why it has such the fandom that it does. And I have a theory about this that I want to run a, run by you guys later. Um, we want to talk about our interactions with the cast because between the three of us, we've literally met, We I think we decided we've met everyone except the actress who plays Allie, but everyone else. <laughs> Caleb. None of us Caleb. have met Caleb. None of, Caleb. Right. Tyler Blackburn, yes. if you're listening. <laughs> exactly. Tyler Blackburn. I feel like he went to 17 years ago and did like a video, but that was before my time. Oh my gosh. What so. you wouldn't give I to know. meet her. <laughs> um, he's so hot. Eliza, I feel like that's like all we ever talk about is like. I am obsessed with his Instagram account. He's so hot. I don't know he's... if that's creepy to say. Uh, I think that's time. not creepy to say. Did you see those Haleb shirts they were selling yes. a while ago? I didn't buy one. But you're still thinking about it. Because it was like Christmas time. I didn't have any extra money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm way too obsessed with like Haleb. I ship them like FedEx. It's crazy. Like I'm so <laughs> obsessed ship with them. them. Like, FedEx. But that's, an, that's a whole Wait, other podcast. <laughs> you just wrote that on a caption. Didn't yes. You? I got it. I actually got it from someone else at 17 who always says that. Um, ship them like FedEx. Yeah. That's so and I just think yeah. it's so funny. So I've been using it like for everything. I tweeted it the other day. and It might be corny, but... No, it's amazing. I'm obsessed. It's amazing. <laughs> you keep us filled in on what all these people are doing all the time. Um, so we're going to talk about meeting the cast and our interactions with them and then kind of end about talking about our favorite scenes of all time, which I can't wait to talk about. So in terms of talking about why the show was so instantly successful, I just want to... I pulled some facts about what was going on in 2010 when the show premiered. And I think this is really important because I think it sets up the pop culture climate that Pretty Little Liars debuted in. So 2010 was the year that Glee premiered. Um, It was the year the third Twilight movie was released, which of course was like a huge worldwide blockbuster. Um, Taylor Swift in 2010 won Album of the Year at the Grammys for Fearless, which is like so TBT at this point Mm -hmm. when she was still doing the country thing. and that was the final world tour that the Jonas Brothers did, which, you know, was sort of shrouded in Sad. controversy when Demi Lovato like dropped out of it halfway through and we kind of all know what happened there. But in some ways, I feel like 2010 was sort of this like squeaky clean like moment for teen entertainment. And then all of a sudden, Pretty Little Liars came around and I think felt like a different kind of show for this audience. So, Ariel, you work with teenagers all the time at 17. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it was such an instant success with that demographic? Which, again, I think now a lot more adults watch watch the show, but when it premiered, it was certainly like a young 
female audience? Yeah. Um, I think, well, first of all, I think there were a lot of fans of the book series to begin with. Um, but I have also have you read them? I have not, Me but either. I plan Eliza, to read them you, no. like to after right, like the show to get my more dose of Pretty Little Liars. But um, I do feel like the element of friendship is so amazing on Pretty Little Pretty Little Liars. Like call it what you want, um, like so much of it is so unrealistic, mm-hmm. but um, just like the tight knit friendships, the relationships. Um, is so relatable. I cannot agree with you more, and that was actually a perfect setup for the theory that I wanted to say, part of the reason I feel like it's so successful. I've probably actually like told you guys this before because I just talk about it in regular life all the time. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think Pretty Little Liars is actually the show that most closely fills the void of Sex in the City, mm-hmm. which even though the shows are obviously nothing <laughs> alike, I really think the dynamic of friendship is so compelling, and it's sort of like, the same way that Sex in the City was a show about sex, but really it was about a show of four best friends, I kind of feel like Pretty Little Liars is the same way. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, always felt for the longest time, like, it was the first thing that I wanted to watch off of my DVR. Like, other shows I had to be in a certain mood for, or I preferred to, like, binge watch them. Yeah. And there was a quality of Pretty Little Liars to me, and this is why I became such a fan, that, like, felt like I was, like, catching up with friends. yeah. Um, And I also think they've done a really good job of recognizing the appeal of that friendship. And they don't ever really toy with that too much. Like, sometimes the characters will get snippy with each other, but they haven't really done any sort of, like, dramatic, you know, think of Gossip Girl. They haven't really played the, like, frenemy card. Right. And I feel like it's realistic. Like, even though, like, Allie was obviously, like, a horrible, like, bully for a long time. Yeah, she was kind of a friend of me, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) but I feel like that's sort of realistic. Like, a lot of girl cliques have that one girl who's always kind of, like, you know what I mean? And then some of the other things, like, you know, Emily coming out. Like, I just feel like that's those are everyday issues that other teenager shows don't, um, don't cover. So I feel like that... Right. Made it really a popular hit. I mean, I think at the time when you think about that first premiere episode, you know, where it sort of like opens with Lucy Hale's character, Aria, sort of like being like this 16 year old in a bar and like running into Ezra yeah. and like making out with him. And then, of course, realizing that he's her teacher. I mean, even though I guess like Dawson's Creek did the student teacher storyline, <laughs> like what was that 10 years before? You know, it. I think it, it felt pretty scandalous at the moment when mm-hmm. this debuted. And, you know, Emily, you know, in that pilot episode, some guy, her boyfriend or whatever, is like trying to get with her and she's like not really into it. And I yeah. can't remember how far it is into the season where she starts you know, sort of exploring the idea that maybe she's not straight, but certainly not something that we've seen on television dealt with very often. Yeah. I don't know. Eliza, what do you think? Did Were you a fangirl from the beginning? No, I didn't start. By, by the way, I should say, I should interrupt this podcast to say that Eliza is wearing a Pretty Little Liars hat. <laughs> she told me she brought it just for the show. It's like a little beanie with a logo. Okay, just had to put that mental image in everyone's mind. So. It was a gift. <laughs> um, the best gift. What was I going to say? Um, I did not start watching it until, I want to say, like, 2012 or 2013, catching up on Netflix. Okay. Um, And I watched it in a disgustingly short amount of time. Right. Like, watched, like, two or three seasons in, 
like a few weeks and right. I was just gross <laughs> um, and then I got caught up yeah yeah well I think that that was probably like 2012 2013 like I kind of feel like that was the moment when it sort of like tipped over to mm-hmm. start getting more like mainstream attention yeah versus just being this sort of like narrow teen show Agree. Um, I remember, I think, my friend Tanner Stransky, who used to work at Entertainment Weekly for years and years, I think it was in 2013, where he did a giant cover story, and he was, like, a little baby editor at Entertainment Weekly at the time. So this was, like, his first cover story, and it was all about Pretty Little Liars. And, you know, I think that was a pretty big deal in 2013 that Entertainment Weekly was devoting a cover to this, you know show that at that point in time was like just starting to kind of to me I feel like that was sort of the legitimacy of this becoming more than just like teen television. Mm -hmm. So Arielle when you I told you I wanted to ask you about this like when you're tweeting the show how careful are you about like what you'll say and I mean I know it's like you don't even have to think about it you have such a good radar for like what will fly Mm -hmm. with the audience and what won't but how much do you think about like going too far? Um well I I mean I feel like in order to tweet Pretty Little, Pretty Little Lies, you really have to be as invested in the show as the fans. Because you can understand what's going on. Right, exactly. Um, I'm very careful about like when murders happen and stuff, like tweeting anything like out of the ordinary. But um, I was just using this example the other day that someone asked me, like, do you think Ezra like killed Charlotte on the latest episode? And I was like, no. And I would never tweet that because the fans would laugh at me. Because right. anybody who watches Pretty Little, Pretty Little Liars knows that it sets you up in a way, like, it distracts you. It, use, mm-hmm. it uses, like, a current plot line to distract you. So, like, obviously Ezra didn't kill Charlotte, but he's got his own deal going on. Right. And I feel like I'm just very careful about just, like, being like oblivious to like everything else that's going on in the show you mean like I'm super fangirly about it right um and even things like tweeting about the ships like yeah like Caleb doesn't date anymore and like Spoby don't date anymore right Um, and something I've been careful about recently is like Spencer and um Caleb's alleged relationship right. because that really has been pissing the fans off right um, so we don't want to be like pro like right. do they not like it? they don't like it okay good they don't like <laughs> it, it I, I tweeted I think I tweeted was I was like OMG like are they hooking up and everyone was like no like I can't believe it like how could they do this and I was just like alright we're just we're not gonna revisit that <laughs> right, right, right. so I just think like our our readers are so passionate about the show and I'm very mindful of that Right, because especially from, you know, doing it on behalf of Seventeen, it's like you have to be the voice of, like, the group think of what the audience feels, which is, like... You kind of have to feel the way that they feel. Right, right. Which sounds, like, weird, but... Right. You um, can't have, like, your own, like... Yeah, no. You can't be shipping something random. Exactly. You have to be, like, on point with the fandom. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Is that what you're shipping? No, okay, I love Caleb, but I also do think there are some really flirtatious moments between Hannah, I mean, Caleb and Hannah's mom. 
and it's like my favorite thing ever like it it always gets set up like the beginning of a porn movie like she'll come down and he's like in the kitchen I don't know I just love it I don't actually want it to happen it's just something I think about sometimes when um I love that and speaking of um like Hannah's mom being in the kitchen I did this really fun interview for Cosmo one time where I interviewed all the pretty little liars um moms the actresses that played them which was like fascinating but um I remember that um why am I blinking this Laura Leighton who plays Ashley Marin's mom I asked her I was like why are you always drinking coffee your character drinks so much coffee and she was like the truth is like you know they don't have a real house the set is a few rooms (laughs) one of the rooms is the kitchen and she was like there's not that much to do in the kitchen (laughs) so that's like all she can ever do is just make coffee and she was like one time it was tea and and I was like oh I never even thought about that but now I actually notice that all the time on any television show that when people are in the kitchen someone is just always making coffee and it's because there's nothing else to do there exactly but secrets although Spencer's mom is always drinking wine I feel like (laughs) she is (laughs) but like she's like fancier than the other moms (laughs) well I think Eliza we were just talking about this so of course the sixth season that just premiered um, fast forwarded five years in the future which I assume is very exciting for all of the you know lead actresses because now they're finally playing characters who are actually like closer to their Mm -hmm. age instead of playing girls that are like mysteriously stuck in their junior year of high school for like three years. But, um, you know, I think one of the things we talked about was that ABC Family did the fast forward special a few months ago to get everyone excited for the premiere. And it was like sort of like I, Marlene King, interviewing them with like wine and cheese. And um, I know we were talking about on the premiere episode how they were like drinking. And I think it's kind of interesting. It's almost like drinking is one of the television cues of just like being an adult like if yeah. you have a wine glass you know it's the same like Olivia Pope thing like there's something sophisticated about yes. holding that so it's almost like they've used booze to sort of yeah we were talking about that at 17 also how it's just like went from them being at the brew every day drinking coffee right. to them like hanging out at Radley Hotel whatever it's called right. now and drinking booze all day and getting drunk in their like hotel rooms, which is really awkward for seventeen because obviously right. we can't like visit that or right. talk about that. But it's been interesting to watch for sure. And do they still have the brew house, or is that that's gone? Yeah, the it's, brew, it's, it's the still brew there. It's okay. like as I guess like Ezra owns it. Now. Yeah, isn't it called Rear Window? Brew? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> Does right. Ezra live like upstairs <laughs> from it or something? I don't know. Yeah. It's like really random. It's impossible but. to keep straight. But I mean, I think that was again something that came up when I was talking to the moms is that um, you know, that I think you just don't think about as a viewer, but the way that you know, there's a limited number of sets that they're going to have, you know, like any season and like how the girls don't have their childhood Mm -hmm. bedrooms anymore because they had to tear them down to make rooms for new sets. It's kind of interesting. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Look for us online at play.it. When I talked to the actress who plays Veronica Hastings, Spencer's mom, um, she had mentioned that about one time tweeting something, and she's like, I'm not any good at Twitter, but like one time tweeting something about how she liked Spencer with a different guy I can't remember but one of the people Spencer dated on the show and she was like the fans are just still not over it they're not <laughs> she's like it's, oh I realize I'm not allowed to like Spencer it is anyone so hard Toby. to tweet pretty little liars without getting trolled like <laughs> right. I'm serious <laughs> like don't mess with the the PLL fandom they're like 
they don't play games. <laughs> they do not <laughs> play games. Exactly. They're they're just like a. They do not play pretty games. much. <laughs> um, okay, so I think we need to talk about meeting the cast. Um, Eliza, who of all the people you've interviewed and met from PLL, who is the most exciting? You really spent a lot of time with Toby. <laughs> Well, yeah, Keegan we Allen. had Keegan Allen come in the office. Um, I guess it was last year he released a book called Life, Love, Beauty of his <laughs> photography. So he came to the office and, like, I think he did a photo shoot with us where he just shot really boring things in the office <laughs> and tried to make them look arty. Um, he took a picture of my shoes, I remember. I remember that, yeah. Prize position. Um, he was really funny and nice. I think the most exciting was Shay Mitchell, who came into the office. That was recently. She was here um, with her friend and co-writer for their book, Bliss. And she was just, like, the most gorgeous person I'd ever seen up close. And that was – I just had this moment of realization, like, oh, yeah, famous people are different than us. Like, (laughs) this doesn't even look like a real human standing in front of me. Right, right. She was so beautiful. Um, One thing – and, you know, she was – came to Cosmo in 17 when she was like promoting her books it was an official like obligation and she had her like entourage of people with her as celebrities always do but um one thing that I thought was interesting was talking to the actress that plays her mom in the show and just saying how like Shay is so good at branding herself Mm -hmm. and she was saying like you know I invite her over to my house to go swimming and it's like she shows up with a photographer and I was like that's so interesting to think about because it's like girl has an amazing Instagram account Mm -hmm. but you never really think about how it's part of her job to maintain that image and, like, what that really means, which is, like, all bloggers do, having people really, like, follow you around. But um, I feel like anyone that you talk to who has met Shay and worked with her says the same thing. She's just, like, a little, like, PR machine. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so good at sort of, you know, she has her lifestyle site now and um, a huge Instagram following. She just hit 10 million followers. Did you guys see the picture of her with the pizza? I know she's like lounging next to the big like a pizza that's literally the size of her body and it has like 10 on it and pepperoni that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like but of course she looks like hot like it's literally like a five foot tall like greasy pizza and she looks like such a babe but um okay so you um yeah you had pitched that idea to Keegan Allen about taking photos around the office and he was just like so game to do it yes he was yeah which isn't always the case with celebrities sometimes you pitch them fun and things. they're not down they're not down but he was down <laughs> he was totally down what else did we do with him we had him like explain photos from the book which was funny because there were a lot of photos from him um photos of him as a child I guess because he's been taking photos his whole life basically mm. and I just remember there was one where it was like a cute photo of him on the boardwalk and he was like yeah right after that photo was taken I got in trouble because I was like trying to sell Pokemon cards <laughs> <laughs> or something like that he's like he hustler. was it involved Pokemon cards <laughs> and hustling <laughs> Like, I can't remember the details with just those key points. You know, there's something so, like, I don't know how old he is, like 24. Um, I think he might be like 26. 
see. Yeah. A little older. Okay. Yeah, I think he's like older. around there. Well, it's going to say there's something sort of so millennial about that of like how he's an actor on this literal hit TV show, but like he's also a photographer and is, has also released a book. And same thing with Shay and her book line. And like, I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm like, my job is just to work at Cosmo. <laughs> I don't have like nine other side jobs, but I think that's very true of being sort of like a 20 something like celebrity these days um so ariel what about you who is your favorite person you've um, met or interviewed i also have to say shay mitchell um but before i do want to say i've met lucy shay and keegan allen i keep calling him toby <laughs> um and i loved all of them yeah. i mean they I feel like when I was talking to them, I was talking to their characters. Mm-hmm. It's almost like almost like I was talking to Arya and right. Toby and Emily. Um, but I was so fascinated by Shay just to see like how different she is in person, like IRL compared mm-hmm. to like Emily. And um, it was funny how she was saying like I'm like the only person who's goes on set and like changes from heels to like sneakers right. and instead like everybody else is changing from their like glamorous stuff into their comfy stuff right. and I'm doing like the opposite um, so it's really cool to see just how she can kind of juggle that right um, I also think Emily as a character is kind of always the one that's like doing dumb things yeah whereas like Shay Mitchell in person has this air about her that's so savvy yeah. and sort of like so confident yeah and like yeah. Emily is a great character on the show but I think she's a you know like she's I think she's a little more tends to be a little more tends to be what am I trying to say I think she tends to be a little more like the um like scaredy cat or yeah. something. Yeah, and she's always she always has a lot of like issues going on that she's very closed in right. about. Like she keeps a lot of her emotions right. bottled in. And I feel like Shay IRL was just so like talkative and like friendly right. and fun. And like I remember her taking like forty selfies with right. me, like an, a pizza beanie. Like she was so cool um, and just someone like I would want to hang out with, right. like as a bestie. Um, you want to be like a thruple with yeah. her. And yeah. I mean, it's really Ashley hard Benzo. to pick. <laughs> I want to be like part of the Butta Benzo crew. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to choose, though, because I did what I loved about Keegan. I've met him like three times. And I feel like every time we sit down, we talk for like over an hour just about PLL. Not even mm-hmm. like if, as a formal interview, like as fangirls. Right. You know? He's like, a fangirl. Yeah, totally. And like we talk about Marlene King and like her genius ideas and like what we think is going to happen because, you know, they don't, um, half the time they don't even know what's going to happen. Right. Like they get the script so late, you know, for like confidentiality purposes, I guess. That's how like crazy PLL is. But um, they're all just so like so sweet and so awesome to work with you certainly get the sense that they're so proud to be on the show and like they genuinely are all good friends Mm -hmm. not that that's even like you know I kind of hate that narrative of like especially with women actresses like you have to be besties with your like coworkers. Yeah. you can tell the cast is so grateful I feel like I didn't answer your question I'm like I love all of them (laughs) they're all so awesome Sorry. Um, you don't have to choose. But do you <laughs> want to choose? You I do Shay love Shay, yeah. yeah. And because I, I mean, I just like her. I'm a fan of hers yeah. like, in general. Yeah. So. I um, have met all of the liars, and I interviewed all the moms over the phone, and I met Keegan when he came to the office. Not to sound like a total weirdo, but I was sort of like, 
have been such a fan of the show for so long. I was kind of like collecting my meetings with them. You know what I mean? Like it was like I had a creepy like a layer like mental map <laughs> of like the next one. But um, I love Ashley Benson, and I also feel like since we have the last name that the same last name that we are probably distantly related. <laughs> so <laughs> that was I I passed that theory by her when we met, and she's like probably. But um, <laughs> she, I think she's so good on the show. I think she's such a great actress. Yeah, um, hilarious, hilarious. Um, and yeah, I just like loved her in person and thought she was super cool and like. I basically right out of the gate asked her a question about her boobs, which like not everyone is game to answer. But um, I don't know if you guys remember this because this was like a deep ref, but it was after one of the Halloween episodes a few years ago and her boobs are just like out of control huge, which like she has a great figure, but like I feel like you don't really notice them. But yeah. that was like, and I was like, Ashley, I just, like, have to ask you about your boobs. They're huge. And she was like, oh, my God, I know, right? (laughs) She was like, everyone. She was like, all the guys. Like, we had this screening, and we all watched it together, and all the guys were like, Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, I just, like, felt a kinship with her at that moment. But, um, yeah, but I um, feel like you can't fake that sort of happiness and contentedness that they all seem to have about being on the show. Okay, anything else you guys want to say about meeting any of the liars like any or any of the cast members, like any good dirt? I should mention that I just hung out in terms of like how game the cast is. Um, we just did a huge photo shoot with Lucy Hale for Cosmopolitan.com. The videos are already up on the site. But um, she was sick. Like, between takes, she was, like, hacking up a lung, basically. She was sick, but she was so, such a pro and so good and so warm and welcoming to everyone on set. We were, like, shooting for hours and hours and hours. One of the things we did with her is we have a video series where we have little girls sort of, like, you know, we've done little girls give grown men dating advice. Little Mm -hmm. girls, like give women first date makeup and it's like these adorable like literal five-year-olds anyway so we did that with lucy hale where they were doing her hair giving her makeup giving her like life advice and she was just so i'm about to say something weird Mm -hmm. she was so sweet with them that i was sort of like i can't wait for you to be a mom (laughs) (laughs) like she was just like had such this like warm like maternal quality about her and was like so sweet with them i don't know but it was just like not every actress would like spend hours on a saturday like letting girls like spray hairspray in her hair and like rub blush all over her face and she was just like so down yeah so I was so impressed by her and everyone that's ever worked with Lucy Hill has nothing but amazing things to say about she how like so wonderful sweet. she is yeah. yeah I loved her She, I mean she was so easy to talk to like she answered every question that we asked her even if she kind of like you know wasn't allowed to give us dirt she was so like sweet about it right um, and I mean, that's why I say I feel like they're all my best friends. Right, I mean, slash I wish. Right. Um, But yeah, she was awesome. Totally want to hang with all of them. Yeah. Exactly. So I promised that I wanted to wrap up with having you guys say your favorite scenes of all time, which I told you about like five minutes before we started (laughs) this episode to think about in advance. So (laughs) I don't know how much time you had, but... I was, I'm ready. You're ready. As soon as you said it, I was like, I know it. You know immediately. And it's from season one. This is going to sound like so creepy, but I really love the episode in season one where Caleb and Hannah have sex in that tent. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Wait, I don't even remember it. We just said it. Oh, God. Okay. That was like her first time, too. It was very, like... Oh my god, iconic. So I rewatched it before this. Okay. And the deal was like Caleb was sort of sneakily living with Hannah and her mom. And then they like Hannah's mom finds out and she's mad about it and she's like, This isn't a halfway house. Oh yeah. And then (laughs) Hannah takes Caleb out of a tent and they go camping together because he has no place to live. And they have this, like, really sweet conversation Mm -hmm. where he's like, I don't understand how you know all this stuff about camping. And she's like, it's because I went to fat camp. And it's very moving. And then he talks about his terrible parents. Um, And then they make out, as you do, after you confess your darkest secrets. Oh, my God. And then later they have sex in a tent. You're literally, like, getting teary-eyed. It's so romantic. It's so romantic. That is so funny. (laughs) I think also, like, when I was a teenager, I was – I'm about to get real confessional here. I was, like, kind of a late bloomer, and I used to, like, fantasize about, like, going camping with the boys I had crush on. (laughs) Totally. So this is, like, the culmination of that, but, like, in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) And with, like, much hotter dudes than went to my high school. (laughs) You're so right, though, that that, like, is teen fantasy, because when you're, like, scared about sex and boys, you're like, if we were just locked in a tent together... And also, that's, like, a thing that happens. Like, there's, like, school trips and church trips. So it's not unheard of that you could end up, like, making out with your crush in the woods. Right, right. I don't know. Seem more likely than me making out with him at an ice skating rink. (laughs) Yeah, no, agree. Um, Yeah, I would, yeah, I basically, like, would still make out with a hot guy in a tent. Actually, I really hope that happens to me. Okay, what about you, Ariel? Favorite scene of all time? Well, it's so funny that you picked a Haleb moment, because I also have a Haleb moment from season one, and it's when Hannah gets in the shower with Caleb. Oh, yes. Um, That, I mean, just... (laughs) That was, like, before, like, when he was staying at her house, but they were just, like, friends, but they were obviously into each other, Um, and she just was, like, so chill about it, got in the shower with him, and it was, like, the most romantic kiss ever. Oh, my God. And, I mean, like, anytime I write anything about Caleb, I mean, Haleb, at 17, or tweet about anything, I always find, like, a gif of them kissing in the shower, because it was just, like, such a hot moment, and, like, the best. Um, that is such a good one. Mine is also about <laughs> Caleb. Actually, just Ashley Benson. And I'm going to actually... So basically, this is such a sad moment that after hearing yours is happy moments, I'm like, do I need to find a happier moment? Is it like, am I sad? Is this about <laughs> me? But um, basically, this has not left me since it happened in season four where she calls him and leaves him a voicemail basically to get closure that their relationship is over. And I'm going to attempt to play this. Um, I just feel like this, like, 30-second voicemail is such a tearjerker and so perfect and also so real in the way it, like, encapsulates, like, teen romance. So I'm going to try to play this. past few weeks over and over again in my head trying to pinpoint the exact moment I lost you wondering if I could have 
said something differently. But I just wanted to let you know that it was the best year of my life. I'm crying. <laughs> Literally, that uh, just made me so emotional. <laughs> It's I forgot so, about that moment. I have to go home. Yes. Someone I have tell to go my home. boss. Um, I basically want to just, like, watch the rest of this episode slash show now. But I just think there is something, like, is there anything more real than when you are so heartbroken and all you are doing is thinking about what did I do wrong? But at the end of the day, it's like, well, it doesn't matter what I did wrong because it was yeah. the best time that I've ever had. I just feel like it's such a simple thing to say that really sums up love. Yeah. And I think, you know... I've never had to act on a popular TV show <laughs> leaving a voicemail, but I've done it in real life, and it's awkward AF. So I think that is a well-acted scene by Ashley Benson. I remember watching it for the first time and reacting just like I am now, which is essentially being choked up and crying. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my favorite moment. Um, I think it is one of the best TV voicemails of all time, right up there with an episode I just rewatched this weekend of Sex in the City to bring this full circle, where I'm on a funny note, Miranda calls Steve. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? And she's like, hello. <coughs> Miranda. I don't remember that. It's so funny. It's like when she realizes she's in love with him, but he doesn't know yet. And she like leaves this awkward voicemail that she's reading off of, like reading off of a notepad. And then it like cuts <laughs> off in the middle. It's so awkward. Anyway, two best TV voicemails ever. Wait, just to continue on the Sex in the City theme. Yes. My entertainment coworkers and I were playing this game the other day where we tried to figure out which Pretty Little Liars girl we are. Yes. Which one do you think you are? <gasps> it's it's the new Are You a Carrie or a Miranda? Right, exactly. Oh my God, that's such a good question. So yeah. I thought I was a Hannah, or like I wanted to be a Hannah because yeah. she's I feel my like favorite. Everybody wants to be Hannah. Right. And then my boss was like, Oh no, you're a Spencer. <laughs> you're definitely a Spencer. I like Spencer too, though. Yeah. I don't know who I am. It's like no one wants to be an Emily. I know. <laughs> she Sorry, just has Shay. so many issues. I know. Like, I know. Um, and then like Aria, I feel like if I said I were an Aria, I'd just feel like really awkward with the whole like teacher student right, thing. It's exactly. like, no, I wouldn't do that. Right. Um, but like her style is on point. Totally. <laughs> Aria's like the free spirit. Yeah. And she's like creative yeah, yeah, and she yeah. loves to write. And um, Spencer's like the overachiever. Right. A little bit anal retentive. Yeah. Eliza, I feel like you're kind of a bit of a, yeah, you're like maybe an Aria Spencer combo. <laughs> but like, I feel like you have a bit of that like free spirit, like artist vibe about you. If you can't handle me at my Spencer, you don't deserve <laughs> me at my Aria. Exactly. That is like a genius Instagram quote, actually. <laughs> yes, actually, you should do that. On, <laughs> except then all the Spencer fans, all the Spencer fans. Would be you know, like when Spencer's mad though, because Hannah is like messed something up. Right. And she's like terrifying. Right. <laughs> Um, I don't know which one I am. Obviously, I want to be Hannah. I but feel like you are Hannah. I think yeah. You're Hannah. funny and like. Thank cool. you. Thank you. Um, and I'll just mention this for a second time. Ashley Benson. Oh and yeah. I have the same last exactly. Name. <laughs> My sister <laughs> Ashley Benson. <laughs> and what about you? I don't know. I have no idea. To mm-hmm. be honest, I feel like you're a bit of an Aria too. I'm, yeah, I like think so. I think so. I feel like I'm more of a free spirit and like Yeah. I feel like Arya's really calm and chill. Yeah. I feel like I'm calm and chill. But she can also like she sometimes comes out. Right. And, like, and I feel like I'm that law. way. Exactly. But like, I don't think you I would ever point. wear 
a fork is an earring. I don't think so either. But maybe. <laughs> or like feathers or any right. or any of her earrings, to be right. honest. <laughs> but let's be honest, we all just want to be Hannah so that we can hook up with Caleb. <laughs> yeah, true. He has to come to the office now. He has to come. I and know. And us all autographed Caleb shirts. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I'll add him to my creepy mental like list of liars to track down. Um, so, yeah, I think we should um, – I should invite you guys back, and we should just do an episode all about Caleb sometime. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Caleb's Maybe hottest Maybe he moments. can be on the podcast yes, with us. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Have you guys been watching the new season? Yes. And, I like – I need to catch up. Oh, I just like that last episode, the moment between him and Hannah, and then, like – Oh, I wait. just felt like so you heartbroken. You kept the table. Of I know. And it was just like. What uh, table? And then she I goes it. back with like her. <laughs> wait, mind you, like her fiance is so hot. Right. But she like lays down with her fiance and I, my heart just breaks for her because like she wants Caleb. Right. Like you she can has tell. to want Caleb. Right. And oh also I just want to be emphatic that I do not ship Caleb and Spencer. Right. But they talk about how they met in Spain and that also, I was like, oh, my God, Spencer, you lucky bitch. Like, <laughs> she gets to see him across the train tracks in some, like, romantic-looking Spanish town. Oh, my God. I want that life. <laughs> he was backpacking through Europe because, of course, he was. Yeah, and they, like, ran into each other or something, Oh, my God. Right? Like, I don't a know. cute. Do yeah. you think they made out? I don't think they have yet. No. I feel I like, they're thinking I feel about like it. they have a secret. Like, maybe they hooked up and they're not talking about it. Like a drunken hooker. Or they murdered someone. <laughs> oh, <God>. Or they <laughs> murdered Charlotte. That's, like, the secret. That of, is, like, yeah, the PLL it's thing. It's either, like, you made out secretly or you murdered someone secretly. One or the other. I think they're all literally murders, murderers. They re-blinded yeah. Jenna. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so dark. So dark. Um, well, thank you guys so much for thank joining you. me to obsess over Pretty Little Liars. Um, I wish we had more time to just, like, I mean, we really do. We have the best jobs because we do this stuff all day long. But um, we always end the podcast by shouting out our Twitter handles. So if anyone wants to tweet you guys about Pretty Little Liars, they know where to find you. Do you want to go ahead? Yeah, tweet me at Ariel Nagy, A-R-I-E-L-N-A-G-I. Eliza? I'm Thompson Plaid, like the material of shirts <laughs> like that Caleb wears when he goes camping in the woods. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And as always, I am at Elisa Benson. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys next week. such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.